Hey there, everybody. Hi, this is Tom Schaefer with the Lunar Zoo Podcast for Wednesday, June 15, 2005. Couple things, I guess we should start. First of all, what in the world have you come across? This would be a podcast. And if you have an MP3 player of some sort, you're probably listening to it on there. Hopefully you have downloaded it some way. You can use iPodder or several other tools. And hopefully you found this on the Lunar Zoo blog. That's my blog. It's at lunarzoo.blogspot.com. Now, a couple of words about what is a Lunar Zoo. <laughs> Many years ago when I was trying to figure out a website name, I came up with the idea of something called Lunar Zoology. And I made a website dedicated to the study of Lunar Zoology. Of course, we all know there's no such thing as lunar zoology. However, I thought it would be fun to see how many people would respond to lunar zoology. So I did it. I put lunar zoo, and for some reason when I was coming up with the blog, that stuck, and it's just a name that has stuck and strikes me as amusing. So I guess it adds to the fact that I like to push people's buttons and test things and act like a walking, talking, poke in the eye. <laughs> So that is where lunar the word or the idea lunar zoo comes from. Now I'm not sure. I doubt this will be a daily podcast because while I probably have that much, at least I think I have that much to say. I don't particularly have that much to say. So I would like to talk about a few things though. And first of all, let me say that I was experimenting with some music, and that was a band called Salme Dahlstrom, and that was a song called Hello California, and that was Podsafe. So that uh, you can find that on, uh, let's see, I think it was garageband.com. So I will write up some notes in the blog and put that in there. And you can have some what's called show notes. I'd also love to hear if anyone's listening to this. So you can send email or respond to the entry on the blog. Again, it's lunarzoo.blogspot.com. And you can my email addresses are on there. And you can certainly send me email and whatnot. A couple things I want to talk about today. First of all, it is interesting because I got a, I guess it was yesterday, I got something in the mail from the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. Now, for many people, the ACLU, oh, by the way, I am a card-carrying member, so in the interest of full disclosure, the ACLU is an organization that many people think of as rogue. And to paraphrase Michael Douglas and the American president so well, this is an organization who's dedicated to defending the Bill of Rights. And I don't know how it's so political because there's, this organization has defended everyone from Illinois Nazis and their right to march and the KKK to people in court cases having to do with religious freedom. It is an organization that, granted is not necessarily on the quote-unquote right side of the majority opinion. But remember, everyone, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are not there to defend the majority. They don't need defending. They're, it's there to defend the minority. And one day, I don't care where you are on an issue, one day you're going to be on that side of the fence, and you're going to want someone to stand up for your minority opinion. And I think that's very important. I think the ACLU does a good job. But what I really wanted to talk about concerning the ACLU, they sent me this letter talking about faith-based initiatives. And the thing that struck me interesting, you can read about this in various places, but they actually talked about a statement they said was court stripping. 
and it actually said that Congress, I of course need to do a little more research on this, but it said that Congress is, is considering multiple bills to prevent all federal courts, including the Supreme Court, from hearing challenges to laws involving school prayer, the Ten Commandments, the Pledge of Allegiance, or, as one court-stripping measure states, any governmental action involving acknowledgement of God as the sovereign so source of law, liberty, or government. Now, I do suspect that, just as people on the other side of issues and fundraising, they tend to write alarmist language. We want to write something to get your blood boiling. I doubt, seriously, that anyone is going to let pass a law. Oh, I take that back. They could let it pass. But if you pass the law saying the Supreme Court cannot review cases involving religious bills... Wouldn't you also have to put in the law that the Supreme Court cannot review this one? That they would not have judicial review against this one? And if I remember correctly, Marbury versus Madison established a precedent that they had judicial review. So unless we go back on 200 years of precedent, that's not going to happen. So I, I think that's a little alarmist, and, and I don't subscribe to that idea. But the interesting thing that, that they talked about, and the reason I, brought, I bring any of this up in this podcast was intelligent design. You may or may not be familiar with something called intelligent design, and, and the idea is that th there is no way that things just evolved. In other words, there's no way when you look at the mountains and you look at the way the world comes together and you look at the way a species evolves, you look at the way a human eye has evolved, there is no logical step of evolution that would get you from one point to the other. So the point is, because of that, there must be some sort of intelligent designer. And this is called intelligent design. It's called ID for short. And you'll frequently read about this. It's interesting because if you, you look in magazines like Wired or Popular Science and things like that, they look at ID with a a critical eye and they're not very friendly to it because what they think is it is a way for people to get creationism through the back door and I agree I think if you choose to put forth intelligent design as an alternative to evolution you are simply not paying attention to the facts the fact is, of intelligent design is that evolution happens it's the only thing that makes it intelligent design is that there is an intelligent designer to evolution. And evolution is the means to creation. That Personally, that's what I believe. I think that to have intelligent design is a matter of faith. The fact is, evolution happened. I think people who want to say evolution is a theory, it's not a fact, uh, I don't know what to make of that. I think that's just trying to reconcile the fact that they believe one thing and the timeline of the, the beliefs they have from the Bible don't fit with a theory of evolution, so therefore evolution must be wrong. I think it's a self-serving argument that doesn't make any sense. But the idea of evolution, I think makes perfect sense. There's too many reasons. Personally, I believe evolution couldn't have just happened. I believe it's too complex, and I believe statistically the odds of life happening are so improbable, especially the way it did, are so improbable that something had to design it. So that's my theory. 
saying that though is a matter of faith it's just like there are people who believe that their interpretation of the bible or their dogma is correct and i as someone who may believe a different dogma i cannot say no you're not you're not right because it's my way this is what i believe there is a trinity of god jesus christ and the holy spirit and if you don't believe that well that's just wrong i can't say that I can't make that statement because that's why they call it faith. You have fact and you have faith. I think we get ourselves into trouble as a country when people start taking faith and matters of faith as a fact. These are not facts. These are elements of faith. Otherwise, you wouldn't call them tests of faith. You wouldn't take, go into church and profess your faith in things. Oops, sorry about that. You wouldn't profess your faith in things. That is what we feel as subscribers to a particular religion, a particular dogma. It's our faith. So the line is, just because it's your faith and just because you believe it's right, I don't think, although I do understand this is human nature to want to make everybody else agree with you, I do not believe that you need to have total buy-in from everyone else in the room that your faith is correct and yet you need to beat people over the head about your faith. Have your faith, have your religious, have your religious or your relationship with God first. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Somebody just left Yahoo, I guess. <laughs> I guess I should shut that off. Uh, let's see. Have your have your faith, and I'll have my faith. The fact of the matter is that the, these elements of faith are just that. So that's what I want to say. And I just want to say that I think intelligent design makes perfect sense. I have believed in intelligent design even before there was a name for intelligent design. I had a conversation 15 years ago with a priest, and I said, why couldn't God have decided upon evolution as the way of creation? And he said, yes, you could. And this was a Catholic priest in St. Petersburg, Florida. I remember this. So the point is, you can do that. But that is my faith. Evolution is the fact. How it happened is faith so or in the case of an atheist evolution just happened with by chance and there is no faith and that's fine too but that's their dogma and that's this is my dogma so i think as long as we keep faith and trying to make intelligent design the designer part component science because obviously that can't be science as long as we restrict it to evolution as the science i think we're fine so now that i've probably lost uh half of my two listeners <laughs> I wanted to say a couple more things uh, let's see I should probably give you some information I am recording this on my Macintosh of course I always like to joke that when I buy when I spend money on computers myself I buy Macintosh so I am recording this on a headset with a slight hum which I'm still trying to get out of the system but uh, let's see, what else? Um, that's about it, I think. So this will be a nice first run. We'll see how this goes. We're just at about uh, 11 minutes and 42 seconds. A couple of things I want to say, if you're interested in podcasting or pod catching, in other words, you listen to it, you, if you've gotten this just clicking on a link, I encourage you to go to a site and look for iPodder. Get the iPodder. It's the iPodder Lemon. I think it's if you go to SourceForge, 
sourceforge.net or excuse me sourceforge. yeah sourceforge.net you can get a program that you can subscribe to things and whenever there's a new one so if i post a new lunar zoo podcast whenever there's a new one it would automatically download it and it would be on your computer so you can just go click on it and there's other ones all kinds of things there's everything from just informational and the catholic insider to Dave Weiner, who was one of the originators, and a guy named Adam Curry, who's one of the originators. So things like that I encourage everyone to use. And with that, I will sign off from beautiful, traffic-laden US-1 in Alexandria, Virginia. So thanks for listening, and again, give me feedback. I'd love to hit feedback at the blog. I'm going to set up an address. It might be in effect by the time you hear this at LunarZoo, L-U-N-A-R-Z-O-O, at gmail.com. So with that, thank you all, and see ya.